0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 5 of The Adventures of Old Mr. Toad This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Chapter 17. Old Mr. Toad's Mistake If is a very little word to look at, but the biggest word you have ever seen— doesn't begin to have so much meaning as little if. If Jimmy Skunk hadn't ambled down the crooked little path just when he did, if he hadn't been looking for fat beetles, if he hadn't seen that big piece of bark at one side and decided to pull it over, if it hadn't been for all these ifs, why, old Mr. Toad wouldn't have made the mistake he did, and you wouldn't have had this story. But Jimmy Skunk did amble down the crooked little path. He did look for beetles and he did pull over that big piece of bark. And when he had pulled it over, he found old mr toad there. Old mr toad had crept under that piece of bark because he wanted to take a nap. But when Jimmy Skunk told him that he had seen mr blacksnake that very morning and that mr blacksnake had asked after old mr toad, THE VERY LAST BIT OF SLEEPINESS LEFT OLD MR. TOAD. YES, SIR, HE WAS WIDE AWAKE RIGHT AWAY. YOU SEE, HE KNEW RIGHT AWAY WHY MR. BLACKSNAKE HAD ASKED AFTER HIM. HE KNEW THAT MR. BLACKSNAKE HAS A fondness FOR TOADS. HE TURNED QUITE PALE WHEN HE HEARD THAT MR. BLACKSNAKE HAD ASKED AFTER HIM, AND RIGHT THEN HE MADE HIS MISTAKE. He was in such a hurry to get away from that neighborhood that he forgot to ask Jimmy Skunk just where he had seen Mister Blacksnake. He hardly waited long enough to say goodbye to Jimmy Skunk, but started off as fast as he could go. Now it just happened that Old Mister Toad started up the crooked little path, and it just happened that Mister Blacksnake was coming down the crooked little path. Now, when people are very much afraid. They almost always seem to think that danger is behind instead of in front of them. It was so with old mr toad. Instead of watching out in front as he hopped along, he kept watching over his shoulder. And that was his second mistake. He was so sure that mr Blacksnake was somewhere behind him that he didn't look to see where he was going. And you know that people who don't look to see where they are going are almost sure to go headfirst right into trouble. Old Mr. Toad went hopping up the crooked little path as fast as he could, which wasn't very fast, because he never can hop very fast. And all the time he kept looking behind for Mr. Blacksnake. Presently he came to a turn in the crooked little path, and as he hurried around it, He almost ran into Mr. Blacksnake himself. It was a question which was more surprised. For just a wee second they stared at each other. Then Mr. Blacksnake's eyes began to sparkle. Good morning, Mr. Toad. Isn't this a beautiful morning? I was just thinking about you, said he. But poor old Mr. Toad didn't say good morning. He didn't say anything. He couldn't, because he was too scared. He just gave a frightened little squeal, turned around, and started down the crooked little path twice as fast as he had come up. Mr. Blacksnake grinned and started after him, not very fast, because he knew that he wouldn't have to run very fast to catch old Mr. Toad, and he thought the exercise would do him good. And this is how it happened that summer morning that jolly, bright Mr. Sun, looking down from the blue-blue sky, and smiling to see how happy everybody seemed, suddenly discovered that there was one of the little meadow people who wasn't happy, but instead was terribly, terribly unhappy. It was old Mr. Toad hopping down the crooked little path for his life, while after him AND, GETTING NEARER AND NEARER, GLIDED MR. BLACKSNAKE. CHAPTER Eighteen, JIMMY SKUNK IS JUST IN TIME. JIMMY SKUNK ambled slowly along, chuckling as he thought of what a hurry Mr. Toad had been in, when he had heard that Mr. Blacksnake had asked after him. It had been funny, very funny indeed, to see Mr. Toad try to hurry suddenly jimmy stopped chuckling then he stopped ambling along the crooked little path he turned around and looked back and as he did so he scratched his head thoughtfully he had just happened to think that old mr toad had gone up the crooked little path and it was up the crooked little path that mr blacksnake had shown himself that morning if he's still up there thought jimmy old mr toad is hopping right straight into the very worst kind of trouble how stupid of him not to have asked me where mr blacksnake was well it's none of my business i guess i'll go on but he had gone on down the crooked little path only a few steps when he stopped again you see jimmy is really a very kind-hearted little fellow and somehow he didn't like to think of what might happen to old mr toad i hate to go way back there he grumbled for you know he is naturally rather lazy still the green meadows wouldn't be quite the same without old mr toad i should miss him if anything happened to him i suppose it would be partly my fault too for if i had pulled over that piece of bark he probably would have stayed there the rest of the day and been safe maybe he won't meet mr blacksnake said a little voice inside of jimmy and maybe he will said jimmy right out loud and with that he started back up their crooked little path and strange to say jimmy hurried He had just reached a turn in the crooked little path when who should run right plump into him but poor old Mr. Toad. He gave a frightened squeal and fell right over on his back and kicked foolishly as he tried to get on his feet again. But he was all out of breath and so frightened and tired that all he could do was to kick and kick. He hadn't seen Jimmy at all, for he had been looking behind him, and he didn't even know who it was, he had run into right behind him came mr blacksnake of course he saw jimmy and he stopped short and hissed angrily what are you going to do to mr toad demanded jimmy none of your business hissed mr blacksnake get out of my way or you'll be sorry Jimmy Skunk just laughed and stepped in front of poor old mr toad. Mr. Blacksnake coiled himself up in the path and darted his tongue out at Jimmy in the most impudent way. Then he tried to make himself look very fierce. Then he jumped straight at Jimmy Skunk with his mouth wide open. But he took great care not to jump quite far enough to reach Jimmy. You see, he was just trying to scare Jimmy but jimmy didn't scare he knows all about mr blacksnake and that really he is a coward so he suddenly gritted his teeth in a way not at all pleasant to hear and started for mr blacksnake mr blacksnake didn't wait no sir he didn't wait he suddenly turned and glided back up the crooked little path hissing angrily jimmy followed him a little way and then he went back to old mr toad oh panted mr toad you came just in time i couldn't have hopped another hop i guess i did replied jimmy now you get your breath and come along with me and old mr toad did chapter nineteen old mr toad gets his stomach full pray do not tip your nose in scorn at things which others eat For things to you not good at all, to others are most sweet. There are ants, for instance. You wouldn't want to eat them, even if you were dreadfully hungry. But old Mr. Toad and Buster Bear think there is nothing much nicer. Now, Buster Bear had found old Mr. Toad catching ants, one at a time, as he kept watch beside their home and it had pleased Buster to find someone else who liked ants. Right away he invited old Mr. Toad to dine with him. But poor old Mr. Toad was frightened almost to death when he heard the deep, grumbly, rumbly voice of Buster Bear, for he had been so busy watching the ants that he hadn't seen Buster coming. He fell right over on his back, which wasn't at all dignified, and made Buster Bear laugh. "'That frightened Mr. Toad more than ever. "'You see, he didn't have the least doubt in the world "'that Buster Bear meant to eat him, "'and when Buster Bear invited him to dinner, "'he was sure that that was just a joke on Buster's part. "'But there was no way to escape, "'and after a little, old Mr. Toad thought it best to be polite, "'because, you know, it always pays to be polite.' so he said in a very faint voice that he would be pleased to dine with buster then he waved his feet feebly trying to get on his feet again buster bear laughed harder than ever it was a low deep grumbly rumbly laugh and sent cold shivers all over poor old mr toad but when buster reached out a great paw with great cruel looking claws mr toad quite gave up He didn't have strength enough left to even kick. He just closed his eyes and waited for the end. What do you think happened? Why, he was rolled over onto his feet so gently that he just gasped with surprise. It didn't seem possible that such a great paw could be so gentle. Now... "'said Buster Bear in a voice which he tried to make sound pleasant, "'but which was grumbly-rumbly just the same. "'I know where there is a fine dinner waiting for us "'just a little way from here. "'You follow me, and we'll have it in no time.' "'So Buster Bear led the way, "'and old Mr. Toad followed as fast as he could, "'because he didn't dare not to.' PRESENTLY BUSTER STOPPED BESIDE A BIG, DECAYED, OLD LOG. IF YOU ARE READY, MR. TOAD, WE WILL DINE NOW, SAID HE. OLD MR. TOAD DIDN'T SEE ANYTHING TO EAT. HIS HEART SANK AGAIN, AND HE SHOOK ALL OVER. I AM uh, uh, NOT HUNGRY, SAID HE IN A VERY FAINT VOICE. BUSTER BEAR DIDN'T SEEM TO HEAR. "'He hooked his great claws into the old log and gave a mighty pull. "'Over rolled the log, and there were ants and ants and ants, "'hurrying this way and scurrying that way, "'more ants than Mr. Toad had seen in all his life before. "'Help yourself,' said Buster Bear politely. "'Old Mr. Toad didn't wait to be told twice. "'He forgot all about his fright.' he forgot all about Buster Bear. He forgot that he wasn't hungry. He forgot his manners. He jumped right in among those ants, and for a little while he was the busiest toad ever seen. Buster Bear was busy, too. He swept his long tongue this way, and he swept it that way, and each time he drew it back into his mouth it was covered with ants. At last old Mr. Toad couldn't hold another ant. Then he remembered Buster Bear and looked up a little fearfully. Buster was smacking his lips, and there was a twinkle in each eye. "'Good, aren't they?' said he. "'The best I ever ate,' declared old Mr. Toad with a sigh of satisfaction. "'Come dine with me again,' said Buster Bear, and somehow—' This time old Mr. Toad didn't mind, because his voice sounded grumbly-rumbly. "'Thank you. I will,' replied old Mr. Toad. Chapter 20 Old Mr. Toad is puffed up Old Mr. Toad hopped slowly down the lone little path. He usually does hop slowly, but this time he hopped slower than ever. You see, he was so puffed up that he couldn't have hopped fast if he had wanted to. And he didn't want to. In the first place, his stomach was so full of ants that there wasn't room for another one. No, sir, old Mr. Toad couldn't have swallowed another ant if he had tried. Of course, they made his stomach stick out, but it wasn't the ants that puffed him out all over. Oh, my, no. It was pride that's what it was pride you know nothing can puff anyone up quite like foolish pride old mr toad was old enough to have known better it is bad enough to see young and foolish creatures puffed up with pride but it is worse to see anyone as old as mr toad that way he held his head so high that he couldn't see his own feet and more than once he stubbed his toes Presently he met his old friend, Danny Meadow Mouse. He tipped his head a little higher, puffed himself out a little more, and pretended not to see Danny. Hello, Mr. Toad, said Danny. Mr. Toad pretended not to hear. Danny looked puzzled. Then he spoke again, and this time he shouted, Hello, Mr. Toad, I haven't seen you for some time. It wouldn't do to pretend not to hear this time. "'Oh, how do you do, Danny?' said old Mr. Toad, with a very grand air, and pretending to be much surprised. "'Sorry I can't stop, but I have been dining with my friend Buster Bear, and now I must get home.' When he mentioned the name of Buster Bear, he puffed himself out a little more. Danny grinned as he watched him hop on down the lone little path can't talk with common folks any more he muttered i've heard that pride is very apt to turn people's heads but i never expected to see old mr toad proud mr toad kept on his way and presently he met peter rabbit peter stopped to gossip as is his way but old mr toad took no notice of him at all he kept right on with his head high and all puffed out Peter might have been a stick or a stone for all the notice old Mr. Toad took of him. Peter looked puzzled. Then he hurried down to tell Danny Meadow Mouse all about it. Oh, said Danny, he's been to dine with Buster Bear, and now he has no use for his old friends. Pretty soon along came Johnny Chuck, and he was very much put out because he had been treated by old Mr. Toad just as Peter Rabbit had. Striped Chipmunk told the same story. So did Unc Billy Possum. It was the same with all of old Mr. Toad's old friends and neighbors, except Bobby Coon, who, you know, is Buster Bear's little cousin. To him, old Mr. Toad was very polite and talked a great deal about Buster Bear, and thought that Bobby must be very proud to be related to Buster. At first everybody thought it a great joke to see old Mr. Toad so puffed up with pride, but after a little they grew tired of being snubbed by their old friend and neighbor, and began to say unpleasant things about him. Then they decided that what old Mr. Toad needed was a lesson, so they put their heads together and planned how they would teach old Mr. Toad how foolish it is for anyone to be puffed up with pride. End of Section 5